0: Genesis chapter 27, Genesis chapter 27. I'm going to begin at verse 41, Genesis 27, 41, and then we're going to go over one more chapter to verse 28, chapter 28, verse number 10. Once you found Genesis 27, say amen. amen. All right, here's what the Bible says. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, the days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. And the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Surely your, father, your brother Esau comforts himself concerning you, by intending to kill you. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice. Arise, flee to my brother Laban in Haran. Go now to Genesis 28, verse 10. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head, and he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham your father and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Verse 15 says, behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. And will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said these were surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob rose early in the morning took the stone that he had put at his head, set it up as a pillar, and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of that city had been Luz previously. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I have set as a pillar, shall be God's house. And all of that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Amen. I want to talk from this thought before you take your seat. I give because I'm grateful. I give because I'm grateful. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm not trying to impress you. I'm just grateful for what the Lord has done. If you're truly grateful, let's give the Lord a great hand of praise in the house of worship on today. Amen. There is no question that gratitude is good for you. When people express gratitude, it is said that they live longer and have healthier lives because gratitude, released from the heart, helps to sustain us and take worry off of us and rightly attribute the glory to God. Psalm 92 says, it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord And to sing praises unto his name, O Most High. It is good to show forth his loving kindness in the morning and his faithfulness every day. The Bible even encourages us to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. It says, give thanks to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness is to all generations. It is good for us because... Because there is power in possessing a grateful heart. Whenever our hearts are grateful, it takes our eyes off of our problems and help us to focus on the Lord. Whenever we start thinking about how bad something is, we then start thinking if we are grateful for what the Lord has already done, how he has sustained us and kept us in and through our ups and downs. It reminds us that we are not in control. Whenever we We are grateful, we recognize that some God, the God that we serve is greater than us. He has all power in his hand and he is watching over our affairs gratefulness helps us to recognize that we have so much to be thankful for. Gratefulness is the step beyond thankfulness because sometimes you can say I thank you but not give praise but it is when you add praise to your thankfulness that gratitude begins to come forth. Gratefulness reminds us that God is the giver of every good and perfect gift. It reminds us that God had something good in mind whenever he blesses us. The heart of of the grateful leaves no room for complaining. Because when you think over your life and you begin to try to keep a score, you will run out of paper trying to write down the good things God has done. And so therefore, we ought not ever really complain too much because every day God gives us more to thank him for and to be grateful for than we could ever really imagine. Gratitude also confuses the enemy of God because when we express gratitude and he sees what we're going through, he recognizes that these people love God out of a place within their heart that does not impact their circumstances. You see, if you praise God and thank him out of the happenings of your life, there will be moments that things aren't going your way. But when you're grateful that God is your God and God is good to you, it doesn't matter how bad things are going. You can say something isn't right, but then you'll turn around in the same breath but say, Lord, I thank you anyhow. Gratefulness opens up a door for continued blessings to come forth in our life because gratitude is a key ingredient of the social rule of reciprocity. You see, when someone has been good to you, your tendency is to do something good back to them. When an institution has blessed you to get a degree of higher learning when you knew you barely made it out of the 12th grade and then you go on to get a well-established career, you have a tendency to write a little something back to the. Alumni Association just to tell them thank you. When you go in the hospital and come out of the hospital and the doctor didn't know why you were in the hospital, you have a tendency to write back to the nurses that took care of you to tell them thank you for the loving care that you gave unto me. Survivors of devastating accidents and health crises are more likely to give back to hospitals and research institutions because they credit them with saving their life. And then when people have gone through some ups and downs and they have had soul wrenching confusion and pain at the crossroads of life. They'll come to the house of worship and they'll tell God thank you for being so good because they recognize as the psalmist says that they have been redeemed and the Bible says let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So gratitude is one of those things that when it starts to flow you can't stop it if you really want to. You couldn't hold it because it is from the overflow of the heart. I ought to have some witness. Witnesses in here who recognize that when God gives you strength to go beyond what you thought you could handle in life, you're just telling them thank you. You're telling them ta-ta. You're telling them you're grateful. And whenever you're grateful, it really doesn't matter who's around you because they don't know where you've been and what you've been through. They don't know how you made it. Your soul begins to look back and wonder. The tears begin to flow. Hands begin to clap. Feet begin to get happy and toes begin to start tapping and then you start holding yourself and rocking yourself and you really don't know why but tell somebody it's all because I'm grateful You see, grateful is the one person who thinks back over what the Lord has done. And when they think about what he has done, they say, what must I do to give thanks unto a God who's been so good to me? Well, the Bible records that there's not much that we can do for God. But when we look over our life and we consider our past, we ought to tell God, thank you, This particular text, although people have thought it had more to do with the tithe that ends up at the end, I need to tell you, before you get to the tithe, there's a lot of gratitude that comes forth. Jacob, after considering his own life, his treacherous and manipulative past, after fleeing for his life from the hands of his brother Esau, he realized he had a lot to be thankful for. Now, I know ain't none of y'all on the run in here today. I know ain't nobody looking for none of y'all in here, but I do know everybody in here got a pass. I do know that everybody in here got something that got on your nerves a few years ago, way back in the day, and God has saved and redeemed us up in here. And whenever you've been redeemed and you can look over your shoulder and say you made it, all of a sudden you start welling up in your heart and your heart begins to get glad. You see, Jacob had done a lot of stuff to a lot of folk, but then he comes to a place where he meets with the Lord and he said, Lord, I'm thankful that you didn't hold my Pass against me. Now I know can't none of y'all shout about that, but for the 10 or 12 of us here and four people in the balcony, you better learn how to give God praise that he didn't hold your yesterday and hold your future hostage because of your yesterday. Well, here it is. It's Genesis chapter 27 that reminds us of Jacob the trickster, the supplanter, the co-conspirer, the person who does all sorts of stuff. He does this with his mother, Rebecca and does something to try to trick his brother not only out of his birthright, but then later out of his blessing. Esau, who some know to be a rough man, a man of the field, a tough dude, he comes home to find out that Jacob has once again tricked him. Lord, help me in here. And now his succession plan, what he was supposed to get from his father, is in jeopardy because his father has given the blessing to Jacob. Esau said, I'm going to kill this boy whenever I find him, when I put my hands on him, I'm going to take him out. And Jacob, although he can play tricks real good, he can't fight at all. Lord, help me. There are some folk that can dish it, but they can't take it. Touch your neighbor and say, don't dish it if you can't take it. Lord, help me in this house. Jacob fears for his life, and then he runs to Haran. Now, here it is. It's in the place of Haran where the trickster, the manipulator, the one who has been a supplanter, the one who has co-conspired, the one who is there, has an encounter with the Lord. Tell somebody, I'm glad I met the Lord because it was when he meets the Lord that his life begins to turn around. I'm trying to help about ten of y'all in here because some of us have not realized our grateful moment yet. We've not realized where it was that the God of the turnaround in your life met you and told you, you don't have to go that way no more because I got a better way for you. Here Jacob is trying to work it out on his own, but the Lord said, you ain't got to play tricks in order to get ahead. I wish I had about ten witnesses in here that start to try to get up in life and go places in life but you recognize you can't get there no quicker than God wants you to be there and God said you can't beat me given if you trust my way and try my way I can get you wherever you want to be and you ain't got to pay your way in You Lord can I say it you ain't got to sleep your way in Lord you ain't got to deal your way in you got to learn that if you trust God God will put you wherever he wants you to be here it is, Jacob is there and he's asleep in the middle of the wilderness. Esau is still looking for him. And here he is in the sleep, uh, sleeping in the middle of the wilderness. Can I go ahead and parenthetically throw this in here for while I'm preaching? You need to understand that when I'm on the run, I ain't trying to get no sleep. Uh uh-huh. y'all, y'all looking at me kind of strange. See, that's because y'all ain't never been on the run. Let's see, but when some trouble is on your trail, you ain't trying to get nowhere and lay down. Uh-huh, you know you done hid your car over your neighbor's house at least one time. Uh-huh, I knew I had some witnesses in here, amen. You know you done told somebody when the phone rang, if that, if they, they ask for me, tell them I ain't here. Lord, help me in here. I'm just saying what I'm saying. I thought I was at the right church. Am I in the right place? The reality of it is, is that Jacob is on the run, but the goodness of God, here it is, is that he still manages to get some sleep when trouble is all around him. Check it out. It's in verse number 11. He said he was on his way to the place called Haran, and then the sun went down, and he took one of the stones in that place and went to sleep. I don't know if there's anybody in here with me today that's got some trouble on your trail, some Esau's out to get you, but God still managed you to give you rest in the midst of your trial. I know you don't know the value of rest. You don't know that it. you think it takes eight hours of sleep but whatever sleep God give you in the midst of your storm, you ought to tell God thank you for that. See you waiting on something big in order to shout that God gave him a million dollars. No don't wait for your million dollars because if your health ain't with you, you can't spend a dime that you get. I wish I had about ten folk in here that just know when God give you rest from your trouble. Tell somebody that's a mighty valuable blessing right there. There are some folk that can't sleep at night, and when God gives you rest in the midst of your trouble, that's a mighty good thing right there. Well, here he is. He's on his way, and in the middle of being on his way, uh, he finds a place to sleep. I like this, but in the middle of going somewhere and finding a place to sleep, verse 11, uh, he, he goes down in that place to sleep in the middle of the wilderness. Now, Esau is still on his trail. Lord, help me. But then the Bible said, he dreamed a dream, and behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth, and there were angels going up and down, descending and ascending on that ladder. So in other words, while you were asleep and trouble was on your trail, angels had shifts assigned to watch over you. Uh huh angel would come down and say I got him and he's stand there and watch over him and then that angel said okay you come down now I'm going back up and then another angel would come down and watch over and say I got him and then he'd go back up and another angel would come down. I don't think you know parenthetically when to shout because you know how long you slept but you don't know how many angels watched over you You don't know how many angels guided your car home last night. You don't know how many angels watched over you while you were sleeping. You don't know how the angel kept you from going home when the robber was at the house. You don't know how the angel watched over you when you were trying to go somewhere and God wouldn't let you go. Do I have any witnesses in here that's grateful today that God sends an angel? Y'all playing with me today, but go ahead and tell God, thank you, that all night and all day there are angels that keep a watch over me. Now here he is. He sleep in the wilderness. Angels have been assigned their ship. They're coming up and down. They're watching out over him. And, and, and then here they go. They're making sure that he's all right. And the Lord stood above it. And he said, I am the Lord. God of Abraham, your father. And the God of Isaac. Now, I, I need to help you with this. Uh, You do understand that Jacob had a bad past, And, and, and it would make me real nervous if there is no record of repentance in my life, and God shows up to have a conversation with me while I'm in the wilderness, but here is the love, grace, and mercy of God. He does not show up and start having a conversation about Jacob's past. He shows up and starts having a conversation about his future. He shows up and says, I'm getting ready to bless you. Now, I don't know if y'all want to praise God with me or not today. But if I look back over my life and think of what I have done, and then start trying to meet with God while I'm yet in my sin. I look like I ought to want to say, "Lord, please forgive me." But instead of the Lord requiring repentance, He know, He knows the frailty of Jacob and the supplanting heart that's in him. He said, "I'm gonna bless you anyway." Now I know y'all ain't gonna y'all gonna sit there and act like you've been so good all your life. But those of you who were with me, who did a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You went here and you went there. You smoked it, but you didn't inhale it. You bought it, but you didn't sell it. You hung out with them, but they weren't yours. You ought to go ahead and tell God, thank you. Because I know I've done wrong, but you bless me anyway. Is there anybody in here that don't mind praising God right now that he looked beyond your fault and saw your need is there anybody in here that don't mind telling God thank you for forgiving me of things that I've done and blessing me anyhow? Go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and bless him. Go ahead and tell God thank you. Look at what he does. God shows up. Woo! God shows up. God shows up and he said in spite of you, I'm gonna bless you anyhow. Do I have anybody in here that don't mind praising him with me? Touch your neighbor, tell somebody I don't deserve it, but God been good to me. I shouldn't be standing here, but God made a way out of no way. I shouldn't be in the choir but God let me sing his praise. I shouldn't live in the house I'm in, but God made a way. I should have been dead, sleeping in my grave, but God made death behave. Yeah, yeah. Just tell somebody, tell them, I know me, I know me. Now, uh. Jacob was, Jacob was, the record has what Jacob was. I'm just glad the record don't show what I was. I'm just glad the record don't show what we did, where we went, how long we stayed, how much we paid. Do I have anybody in here? Can you take about 30 seconds and praise God that God didn't keep a record? Here's what he does. He shows up. And instead of talking about Jacob's past, he starts talking about his future. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? He says to him, the land on which you lie is yours. Uh, And I'm going to give it to you and your descendants. He says, yours. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west, To the east, to the north, and to the south. You're gonna be everywhere, and you're gonna be blessed everywhere you go. North, south, east, and west. Now here's what I learned when I'm looking at a compass. That the further north I go, the further the north goes. Y'all will catch that in a minute. So if I head north, and I'm blessed right here, but I keep going north, then I'm blessed right here too. And if I go a little further north, I'm still blessed right here. But if I turn and go this way, I'm blessed wherever I go. If I go back the other way, I'm blessed right here. Do I have any witnesses that got it yet? that everywhere I go, I'm already blessed? North, south, east, and west. So that means in any direction I turn, every time I turn around, The Lord is blessing me. Do I have any witnesses today that can stand on your feet and tell somebody every time I turn around, the Lord is making a way. The Lord is blessing me. The Lord is opening doors. The Lord is healing my body. The Lord is putting food on my table, a roof over my head, making a way for my children. Yeah every time I turn around the Lord keeps blessing me if I go in this direction I'm blessed over here I'm blessed in the city I'm blessed in the field I'm blessed in the church I'm blessed in the boardroom I'm blessed because God is blessing me tell somebody in spite of me he keeps on blessing me now please get this Esau is still on his trail. Please get that. Esau hasn't gone anywhere. Esau looking for you. Touch your neighbor. Say, Esau looking for you. Somebody don't want you to have what God gave you. Look, but here's where the Lord puts a protection clause on the (laughs) blessing. Verse 15, watch what he said. Behold, don't worry about it, because I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. And I'll bring you back to this land, and I will not leave you until I've carried out what I said I was going to do. I told them the 1030 service was gonna shout about this because we ain't always been right and we recognize that we still a little rough on the edges and we need God to be with us. Is there anybody in here that know that you need the Lord every day? I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my savior. I come to thee. Is there anybody in here that can wave your hand? Tell somebody I need the Lord to stay with me. He said, Look, he said, Look, I gotta go. He said, Look, he said, Behold, don't worry, Jacob. I know when you wake up, Jacob, you're gonna be worried. But I need you to get this, Jacob. I'm with you. Just touch your neighbor and say, he's with us, he's with us. But look at what he says, I'm not only with you, can I break it down? He said, but I'll keep you. Oh, Lord. He said, I'm a, I'm be with you, and I'm going to keep you. Um, can I preach to the folk who like me? Uh, even though the Lord is with me, I have a tendency to still mess stuff up, or at least try to. I knew y'all wasn't gonna say amen. I'm just talking to the folk who like me. I got some can't get right in me. And the more I try to keep myself, you know how you say, I ain't gonna do this, and I ain't gonna do that, and I never will do this, and I would not never do that. And then the thing you say you wouldn't do, that's the thing you end up doing. The number that you got out of your phone, that's the one you run into all the time. And then you get the number back from them even though you got it out. I knew y'all weren't going to say, man, I'm just talking to the folk that know that you can't keep yourself. I'm talking about the folk that know when you wake up in the evening and in the midnight hour, you start thinking about stuff you ain't supposed to be thinking about. You can't keep yourself. I'm talking about the folk that said, I don't drink no more, but every time you see one, you want to get it. I'm talking about the folk that say, I don't go south no more, but every time you feel some coins in your hand, you start wanting to head in that direction. You can't keep yourself, but tell somebody, I know a God who's able to keep you from falling. Is there anybody here that knows he'll do it with exceeding great joy? Here's what he says. He said, not only am I with you, but I'm going to keep you. Oh, to be kept by Jesus. But look at what he said. I'm going to keep you where never you go. He said, and then I'll bring you back to this land and I will not leave you until I've done what i spoke." Now, please get this. He says, I'm going to bring you back to this land. He says, in other words, you may have to leave and go through some things. And Esau is going to be on your trail. But don't worry, I got you. I'm going to bring you back to the place where I blessed you. And then Jacob has sense enough to know when he wakes up from the dream to pour oil on top of the stone and anoint the place where he was. He's saying, whatever I do, I want to keep coming back here because this is where the Lord blessed me and this is where he has assigned my blessing. Can I teach for about 30 seconds and get out of your way? Really? most of us get messed up because we leave the place where the Lord assigns the anointing. We leave the place where the blessing is assigned. Don't you get out from under the covering that God has placed over you and out of the place where the Lord has sent you. Land and place is always attached to blessing. When he told the people in Joel chapter 2 he was going to bless them, he said, I'm going to bless the land. He said, and the land is going to give forth oil and new wine and grain for your harvest and if you are in the place where the blessing is, you get to partake of the stuff where the blessing is flowing. I'm trying to help somebody in here. Some of us done left some places where God sent the blessing and it's tight where you are because you left where God told you to be. Here it is. He says I'm going to bring you back to this land and I'm not going to leave you till I have done what I spoke unto you. I like this. Jacob gets up the next day, verse 18. I'm almost out of here. He sets up a, p- a pillar. He pours all on top of it. He said, you know what? This is a blessed place right here. Yeah. He said, surely the Lord is in this place. Yeah, he, is. he said, so look here. I'm going to anoint this stone right here and I'm going to rename this place because this is what the Lord did for me. Yeah. And this is where I'm going to try to get back to to always remember what the Lord has done, and express my gratitude unto God. He said, this is the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Now please get this. He ties his tent Given in the place where the house of God is. Y'all will catch that on the way home. See, this was a sermon series on tithing, but there's a better way to get to it and help people understand. And so he said, this is the place where God has blessed me and this is the house of God. Check it out. He said, it's the very gate of heaven. And he said, and when I come back here, I'll always remember what the Lord has done. I I would suggest to some of y'all today, on your way home, rather than going to Houston's or rather than going to Char or rather than going to your favorite restaurant. Stop by and get you a little olive oil and go anoint your house and say this is the place where the Lord has blessed me. And remember what the Lord has done. As a matter of fact, if you got your healing on the parking lot, go out there and just drop a drop or two right there. And every time you get to that spot, whenever folk look at you, just do a little holy dance right there and say I remember what the Lord told me right here. Matter of fact, if it was on Beale Street, go down on Bill Street while you were walking and pull Oh, your little olive oil right there and say, this is where the Lord blessed me. I don't care where it is because when you remember what the Lord has done, how he brought you out and healed you, regulated your mind and made everything well, you better learn how to say this is a blessed place. Well, I'm gone. I'm getting out of your way. Jacob got good sense, y'all. He's been a bad dude. But let me tell you what happened. All in one night, his life was turned around. All in one dream, he started trusting God and realized that he doesn't have to manipulate his way into anything in order to get what God wants him to have. That's the message. You should have said amen right there. He said, you don't have to manipulate your way into nothing to get what God got for you. Some of y'all should have caught that. He said, all you got to do is trust the Lord. He said, and what you've been trying to get other folk to help you do, and you've been trying to pay folk to let you in, and you've been trying to rub shoulders with folk to be friends with this one and that one, if God can't put you there, you ain't never going to get there. He said, every blessing you ever wanted, I'm going to give it to you all in one dream. He said, but look, you've been playing tricks all your life, and you ain't got to play tricks no more. Lord, help me up in here. You ain't got to donate to nobody. You ain't got to be friends with nobody. All you got to do is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, and He acknowledge him in all your way, and he will direct your path. Do I have any witnesses in here? Well, I'm gone. But here's what he does. Jacob makes a vow. He said, Lord, since you're going to do all this for me, you're going to put bread on my table, clothes on my back. You've already protected me. You gave me sleep. He said, Lord, I'm going to thank you. He said, I'm not going to forget about this. He said, it, and I'm going to give a tenth unto you. Can I tell you why I'm grateful? I'm grateful because the Lord has provided a place for me to lay my head at night. You can say amen if you want to, but I'm just grateful that even in the midst of my trouble, when I leave this place and that place, this job and that meeting, when I leave confused people and angry folk, I got a place to lay my head at night. I got a place where the angels watch over me. Anybody glad that you got a place where the angels watch over me? everywhere you are, the angels are watching over you. I'm grateful that the Lord is still speaking blessings in spite of my past. I know can't none of y'all shout with me on that, but if you knew me like I knew me, you'd be grateful too. And if I knew you like you know you, you would know I'm grateful for you. The reality of it is when God continues to give you a future in spite of your past, you ought to be grateful. I'm grateful that I have sense enough to recognize God's presence when he comes to me and speaks to me about my future. I don't need no with no crystal ball. I don't need nobody telling me the Lord told me to tell you. I don't need nobody to walk up to me and say, God's showing me something about your life. Jacob has sense enough to recognize the presence of the Lord and those of you who have the Holy Spirit in your heart, you can recognize his presence too. When you pray, he will answer your prayers. He will be clear to you and you ought to be thankful that you know the voice of the Lord. I'm grateful for divine protection. I'm grateful for wondrous provisions. I'm grateful for glorious promises. I'm grateful for grace towards my posterity. But finally, I'm grateful for peace in my life. He told Jacob, he said, I'm going to bring you back to the place of your problem, and I'm going to make sure you got peace in that place. I'm done. But the text started out in a problem, but it ended up in peace. He said, where you used to have problems. I'm going to bring you back to your father's house in peace. Lord, I thank you that trouble don't last always. Esau may still be on your trail and trying to disrupt your peace every day, but God will give you peace. Here's what I got to tell you. This text ain't nothing about God don't need your money. It ain't about no tenth. It's about gratitude. And when you are grateful for what the Lord has done for you, giving is a byproduct of gratitude. When you think about the goodness of the Lord and you realize how grateful you are, you will give out of the abundance of your gratitude let me tell you something. I'm getting ready to take my seat. Let the choir sing and bless us in song. And then I'm going to let Nairon come after that and open the doors of the church because I want you to hear the words of the song. As a young minister trying to make a way in ministry and coming forth, I had a lot of folk mentors and older people, none of the good mentors, but the the ones who are doing other things. They said, Keith, we can make your name great. We can help you. You're a good preacher. We can help you. We can do this. But you're going to have to give a little money in order to sit up here on the stage. You're gonna to have to give and you have to be and you're gonna to have to do this and be that. And I said, I, I can't see myself doing that because that don't sound right. I can't be a part of something that disenfranchises women and won't let women elevate because women can't preach and 70% of my church is female. I can't do that. that that's not right. They said, but you're gonna miss a great opportunity. They said, you're too great of a preacher, you're an orator, you ought to be able to go higher. And if you just just, but I decided I was gonna put my trust in the Lord. And they wouldn't let me sit in those places. But now they invite me to sit in those places. And my calendar is too crowded for me to even get there. I'm grateful that God said, if you trust me, I'll make a way for you. I ought to have some folk in here that just know that if you trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding, God will make a way for you. You ain't got to get in no line and do nothing. You ain't got to sell your character, your integrity, or nothing else. Who am I talking to in here? If you're grateful, you just stand on your feet and tell God, thank you for what you've done. I'm grateful for the goodness of the Lord. I'm grateful that God continues to...